It is my privilege to be able to welcome you here tonight for our annual Chrismon service. So nice to see so many of you have come out on this cold night to share in this special time. It's been a couple of years since we've been able to do this, and I'm glad that we're able to be together tonight and share uh, in this special time. I want to say a special thanks at the very beginning to Janet Mitchell and all of her committee. And if you are on that committee, and Janet, are you in here? If you are, just stand if you're on the committee and let us show our appreciation to you for the work that you've done. Last Sunday after church, they got in here and got this thing decorated very quickly, and uh, we're very grateful to them for uh, doing that. Again, Janet, thank you so much. Like I say, it's my pleasure to be able to welcome you tonight, and if you're a guest, we especially welcome you, and as we always say, we pray that you feel God's presence as we worship Him tonight, and as we think about these chrismons and what they mean and what this season means to all of us. Um, I'm going to ask you just if you just for a minute if you want to stand and greet one another and then Haley will come and share with us tonight. Why don't you stand and greet one another and we'll join together in worship. Thanks for coming by. I was I was standing oh, no. oh. I was you came to the door. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. You may be seated as Haley comes and begins our service tonight. Shining, it is the 
the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a, de a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea in Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to all on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they, excuse me, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I'd invite you to stand and join as we sing together the first Noel.
Thank you. And you may be seated as Lisa comes and leads us. Starlight shines, the night is still, shepherds watch from the hill. I close my eyes to see the night when love was born. The perfect child gently waits a mother bends to kiss god's face i close my eyes and see the night when love was born angels fill the midnight sky they sing hallelujah he is christ our king Emmanuel, Prince of Peace, love comes down for you and me. Heaven's gift, the holy spark to light the way inside our hearts. Bethlehem, through your small door came the hope we've waited for. The world was changed forevermore when love was born. I close my eyes and see the night when love was born. Thank you. 
I was born that night, Lisa. Thank you for that beautiful reminder. We're in the season of Advent. This is the first Sunday of Advent, and Advent is just a time of great expectation. Advent is um, a word from a Latin word that means coming or uh, to come or is coming. And in a time, it is a time of conversion. It's a time of renewal. It's a time to watch, and it's a time to wait, and it's a time of new beginnings. And during Advent, we prepare to celebrate Jesus' birth at Christmas, and we receive the risen Christ who came to us in word and in spirit, and we wait upon the hope of Christ coming again in the final victory. The evergreens you see around the sanctuary tonight are an expression of the beauty of Christmas and a reminder that the living Christ is always with us. Christians continue to decorate with evergreens as a sign of Christ's victory over death and his promise of eternal life. Poinsettias that you see lined across the altar, they're star-shaped flowers that serve as a reminder of the star of Bethlehem. It is referred to as the flower of the blessed night. We decorate our homes and our churches with them in remembrance or in honor of our loved ones, keeping alive the memories of our joyous Christmas past. The candles that you see, the candles symbolize, symbolize the hope both for the return of sunlight and for the joy of Jesus coming to bring God's light into the world. When Jesus came into the world at Christmas, he brought life and he brought light with him. And I've always said I love our windows in this sanctuary because it reminds us of God's light, all the light coming into this sanctuary. Jesus brought light when he was born in Bethlehem. So commit or recommit to sharing this true light that we sing about, that we talk about with those around you this Christmas season. The Advent wreath you see in front of me is a centuries-old custom, and it was used by Protestants in Germany, first in the Lutheran Church. The four candles on the wreath represent the four weeks of Advent. One candle is lit on, e is lit on each of the four Sundays of Advent to signify the approaching light of Christ's coming the light of the world. The circular wreath represents the endlessness of God and eternity. The purple candles represent Jesus' royalty. The rose pink reminds us of the Savior and our need for the Savior, Jesus Christ, to take away our sins. And the white symbolizes his purity and joy. And often these candles are said to represent hope, joy, peace, and love, as you see on our banners behind the choir loft. And then we come to the chrismon. This is our chrismon service where you have the opportunity to bring your chrismon ornament to the tree and place it on the tree. And if you do not have one, there are more out in the vestibule. If you don't have one, somebody will be happy to get one for you, or you can slip out the door and get one as we begin to decorate uh, these trees. And when we begin that process tonight, if you'll, in these two sections, if you'll come up this way, and go down that way. Over here, these two sections come this way and go down over here on that way. That'll prevent some traffic jams up here on the podium. But the chrismons, usually it's a monogram of Christ. The chrismons proclaim our Lord Jesus Christ through the use of symbols. Christian symbols date back to the early church. They're found on the walls of the Roman catacombs, on jewelry and utensils from excavations in Palestine and elsewhere. Early Christians used them to identify themselves to one another, to designate meeting places, and sometimes to show non-believers where they stood. 
These symbols of the early church served to transmit the faith and belief of the followers of Jesus Christ. Chrismons are in white and gold. White is the liturgical color for Christmas, and it suggests the innocence and the purity and the perfection of our Savior. Gold is the color symbol for the glory, majesty, and triumph of God and the Son of God. The little white light on the trees points to Christ as the light of the world. So tonight, as we begin de decorating these trees, I will call uh, out the um, out the chrismines. And the first one we begin with are the angel and the descending dove. The angels are messengers of God who announce the birth and resurrection of Christ. The descending dove represents the presence of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost and the baptism. If you have an angel or a descending dove, you may come and place it on the trees at this time. The beaded fish. Persecuted believers use this sign to secretly designate themselves as followers of Christ. The initials IXOYC for Jesus Christ, God's Son, Savior, is the Greek word for fish. If you have a fish of any kind, you may come and place it on the tree at this time.
And now we come to the crosses. There's a cross with an orb or a cross with a circle. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son to be the sacrifice for our sins. The orb or the circle symbolizes the world and with the cross, the triumph of Christ over it. If you have a cross with an orb, you may come and place it on the tree at this time. I've asked some of our less challenged vertically people to help put ornaments at the top of the tree. So if you want them to do that, just hand it to them as you place your tree or trace your ornament on the tree. The next cross The next cross is the Greek or the Latin cross. Then Pilate handed him over to be crucified. So they took Jesus and he went out, bearing his own to the place in Golgotha. They crucified him and others on either side or Jesus between them. These crosses with their longer upright than crossbar are the probable form on which Jesus was crucified. Therefore, the foremost symbol of Christianity. If you have a cross with a crossbar that looks like uh, the cross of a crucifixion, you may come put it on the tree now. Next is the Cairo cross or the Calvary cross. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Chi and Rho are the first two letters of the Greek word Christos, that is Christ. This is one of the most ancient symbols of Christian, ancient of Christian symbols. The chrismon, 
when first used, specifically referred to the Cairo of Christ's monogram. If you have that cross or any other cross uh, at this time, you may bring it and put it on the tree. All right, thank you. And now to the stars. Come on, Ann Catherine. Way to go. And the final one is the stars and the crown. The stars represent the source of light and life to all who believe in Christ. They also represent the first manifestation of the Christ child. The crown represents the designation of King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If you have a star, a crown, or any other chrismon that you're not sure what it is, you may come <laughs> and place it on the tree now. <laughs> We can make these definitions available to you, but I'd like for you to think about the meaning of all of this uh, during the holiday season as we come into this room and as we light the candles and as we uh, have all of these symbols of Christ's love and Christ's light. I thank you for your participation in the program tonight. At this time, we're going to hear from Leighton uh, an Old Testament and a New Testament reading. first passage of scripture comes from Micah chapter 5 beginning in verse 2 but you Bethlehem Ephrathah though you are as small among the clans of Judah out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel whose origins are from of old from ancient times therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son 
and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in, in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. And he will be our peace. When the Assyrians invade our land and march through our fortresses, we will raise against them seven shepherds, even eight commanders. The next passage of scripture comes from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. I'm grateful for Ellie Baker to come and sing for us tonight. And after that, we'll join in singing, O Come All You Faithful. And during that time, if you've brought your foods inside the sanctuary, you may come and place them on the altar. I know many of you have brought them and they're in the hallway, but if you have some in here, bring them to the altar during our last hymn tonight. Thank you, Ellie. Days on a journey that led so far Endless nights they traveled to follow the star They did not find a palace, just a humble village home and searching for a king but finding a child no crown no throne still they bow down come let us adore him Turn to mystery For nothing was like anything they 
dreamed Anticipating the royal and those honored by this world Instead they gazed in the awestruck eyes of a lowly peasant girl Holding her child, come let us adore him The brilliant gold, the fragrant mirth, the costly frankincense placed before him. Come, let us adore him. Faithful, you stand and join as we sing together. Yeah. 
them. Amen. I want to thank you so much for being here tonight. I want to thank all of you who participated, whether singing a beautiful song or playing or uh, placing ornaments on the tree. A special thank you again to Janet Mitchell, the decorating committee, for doing a beautiful job. Also, I want to say a special thank you to Bill, who put this service together. Thank you, Bill, for doing a beautiful job putting the service together. Thank you for all the food items that many of you have been bringing over the last several weeks. I know many of you already placed it in the hall. And I want to say a special thank you to Emily Kimball. Emily's in the back. Emily oversees the Mana House with many of you who volunteer and does an outstanding job. Emily, thank you so much. And for all the families that receive a blessing by getting and receiving this food, what a blessing it is. So thank you for your giving hearts and thank you for helping prepare this place and prepare our hearts for Christmas. And I pray that you leave here tonight with the joy of the Lord in your heart, a song in your heart, and that you would come to know the meaning, true meaning of Christmas through Jesus Christ our Lord. I would like to say a blessing over the food items that have been received, a blessing over this church, and then as a choral benediction, we'll sing the chorus once again of O Come All Ye Faithful. But let's pray together. God, thank you for being a great and mighty God. We, Father, stand in amazement of just how great you are. You deserve all the glory all the praise that we can find in our hearts and in our lives. Father, thank you for the greatest gift when you sent us your son Jesus in the form of a tiny baby who would grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man and then would go to an old rugged cross to die the price and pay the price that we cannot pay ourselves. Thank you for the sacrifice and love of Jesus. And thank you for the empty tomb that we have victory over death and over sin. And Father, tonight we pray a blessing 
over these food items that we have received. We ask God that you would bless them and bless the Manor House ministry and bless the families that will receive this food. Will it not only fill their stomachs, but we pray that their hearts and souls will be filled with the love and light of Jesus Christ. And Father, we just commit this sanctuary, this church uh, to you that through this Christmas season, we might see many people come back to church and people who would come to know Christ, Christians who would get excited about living for Jesus once again, and new family members come into this place. And Father, we'll be sure to give you all the praise and the glory and the honor, for it is in the strong and holy and faithful name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Thank you. 